welcome. Good afternoon, everybody. God bless you. The other page, Radio WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. We are Triad Veterans League in association with BNN Media. We are here today. And boy, do we have a treat. Mm-mm-mm. You will not believe these ladies, but you will believe them when they tell you who they are and what they're doing in the community and what they've been doing in the community for quite some time. It is my pleasure and my honor to introduce two ladies that are members of the cast of the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company, and they are Irene O'Bannon. Welcome. Hi, my name is Irene O'Bannon. First, giving honor to God, who is the head of my life. Okay, thank you. And lady, we got, and gentlemen, we got another broadcaster here that's been doing uh, radio for quite some time. Beauty. Hey, thank you for having me. Hey, to hear your voice. Oh, what a choice I got today. I got two <laughs> ladies here today that's going to talk about the program that they're involved with and what they're doing. And before I get into that, folks, I just want to say that this program, while we talk a lot about veterans. We want you to know that the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program has six veterans involved, volunteers involved in our program. And we are really grateful to have that presence and them to provide the skills that they bring and the experiences that they bring to take us to the next level of our production. What are you ladies doing here uh, today, anyway, I forgot to say that. What are you here for today? To talk about uh, the performance that we're going to do in, in Arlington, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. on February the 17th or 18th. Mm-hmm. At the Regent Theater. In, in Arlington. At the Regent Theater. And it's going to be a show a show to see. If you guys missed us um, at the Strand and the Paramount Theater, this is a time to kind of get in on it. Um, we've added some new some new players involved um, taught you in a different perspective. I think I like that. Oh my goodness, folks. I'm I'm taking off my jacket because it might get warm in here with these ladies in here talking about what they're doing. Mrs. O'Banner, can you just tell us a little bit about your acting career? Well, yes. Well, I've been acting for a while. I started in church. And we used to do little poems. Started in where? In church. I thought you started singing in church, but you started acting in church. Yes, because okay, right. we, we could do, like, say verses of the Bible and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I did one, and I then I just kept doing it. So I came here, and I'm with the, I did a lot of other plays. I was with Annie, and I with the Power of Pinsand. I've been to the regions before with the Power of Pinsand. Mm. Yeah, the Pirate of Pensan that yeah. was on Broadway. Yeah, that was Major General's daughter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> One of his cool. daughters. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> and then when did you come to the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program uh, Company? Well, one day I was I met a friend and she was and she told me she told me about this. I said, Oh wow, I want to try. She said, Yeah, I said, and she told me about Mr. Haywood too. And so I said, Okay, she said, Come with me and I'll take you. And I went with her, and that's how I started coming and I haven't left since. Cool beans. <laughs> how long ago was that? Oh, I don't say about maybe over 20 years. Wow. Oh. I was a baby when I came here. Wow. Wow. Hey, beauty, wow. Beauty, beauty. He was me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, did you hear what she said, though? 20 years yeah. of consistency, wow. folks. And that's what we have to be about in order to establish the history 
do a theater performance. I can't say enough about these two ladies. I'm so happy and thank you so much, ladies, for coming in today mm -hmm. to talk a little bit Absolutely. about what we are doing and what you're doing to help us get to where we need to get to. We're going to be at the Regent Theater over in Arlington on February the 17th and 18th. The doors open at 3.15, and we go on stage at 4 p.m., and I'm here to tell you that under the, the direction of Sister Monica Anderson Spencer. Shout out. I mean, Monica. you know, like, uh, I can't just say enough about what you're going to see and what you're going to learn through entertainment about a forgotten history of a great woman by the name of Marion Anderson, who mm -hmm. was a classical singer that traveled the world. And in so doing, she saw the need for people to learn how to love each other and be a part up each other. And so we're going to take a little break right now and come back, back to you because we want you to know about this. The Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service through the art of theater. Looking to establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www.oscarmichellerep.tripod.com. Back again with the segment dealing with the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program. And you, uh, Mrs. O'Bannon, you were saying that you've been here about 20 years, and I think you're right on that. And I just want to ask you, what do you think the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program, with your involvement, how have we impacted the community? Well, I think we have started to learning that a lot of things about that we do in, in this production has been forgotten history because mm -hmm. we talk about what happened to uh, the people who were famous back in the days and how they, and a lot of times they couldn't come, they couldn't do things here in the United States, so they had to go to other places and, and trying to make their career and stuff. So that's what we are trying to, you know, not other, want, we don't want the people to forget about our ancestors, how they, what happened. Now. Yeah, because you, I think you hit that on the head because one of our productions that we did uh, at the Roxbury Community College and other places was the Harlem Renaissance we visited with a gospel flavor. I think that's what you're alluding to. And I want to just say that, folks, when you see Irene O'Bannon on stage, uh, she's believable. She's what you call a natural actress in that she has these skills and the cast appreciates her for what she does. And she's a true actor. And she opens up another play that we do called the Harlem Renaissance. We visited with the Gospel Flavors, I earlier mentioned. And she plays two, maybe sometimes three roles, maybe more. But the thing is to get people's attention and when she comes out in the Harlem Renaissance, revisited with a gospel flavor, folks, she does a character called Mother Africa. Mother Africa discovers that her children are not there, that they have been captured and on a ship coming to the Western Hemisphere. Those ships called are a part of what is known as the African diaspora. It is about a people that were free, that were captured and put on a ship in chains and stripped of their identity over a time period. They were sent 
and sold in Brazil, in the Caribbean, and in the United States of America over 300 years ago. Irina Bannon plays Mother Africa. She is more than upset when she discovers that her children are gone. Right, Mr. Bannon? Yes. And she plays this part. Mr. Bannon, I don't know if you remember those words, if you could remember those words, those opening words. That would be something if you could deliver those words. And you come out and you say, children, children. Children, children, where are you? Your children are gone. Gone? Gone where? Did you not hear the drums talking about the slave ships? Oh, no, not the slave ship. What can I do? What can I do? There is nothing you can do. They will be taken away and scattered like sand, but they'll be back one day in a time called the Harlem Renaissance. Oh, no. <laughs> I need my children. I want my children. Please, somebody help me find my children. You will see them again, but not for a long time. Why? They will forget their land. They will forget their land. They will forget their no, ways. No, no, <laughs> They will become slaves. No, no. <laughs> and, folks, that's what... <laughs> Irene O'Bannon brings to the stage where she just did a short run on old lines from the Harlem Renaissance Revisited with a gospel flavor. And I did the lines of Father Africa telling her that the children were gone. And so what we do with the Oscar Michelle Family Theater program, folks, is that we are a intergenerational cast of people who are learning theater, but uh, along with learning theater, we're learning our history, which we perform in, before an audience. So on February the 17th and the 18th at the Regent Theater, we will be there with a second production that we're doing titled The Miss Marion Anderson and Friends Project. And we'll be right back. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. I hope you had a pen or, you know, some way to write that information down because I just think, you know, it's very important that we uh, honor our veterans. We're in a stage now, we're talking about a play, and we have, like I said earlier, we have veterans involved in our play, and they are strategically, strategically planned to help us do what we think we need to do in terms of educating, entertaining, and empowering our people once we teach them the importance of the history, not just the Harlem Renaissance, but the history of our struggle to get to the stage to present ourselves. And Irene O'Bannon is here, and she's dedicated to the point that she has had family members, starting with one of her grandsons, Nadja O'Bannon, to perform for a few years with us. And he went on to UMass Boston and graduated, and he's in education and then we had another grandson or great-grandson, Nigel O'Bannon, who's in high school now playing basketball. He was an actor. 
Jarrell. Jarrell. I'm sorry, Jarrell O'Bannon. Jarrell, I hope you excuse me for not mentioning your name. And then there's Nathan. There's Nathan. Nathan came on. He's a grandson, is that right? Right, yeah. Yeah, Nathan uh, did a little stint with uh, stages as well, but he's into, uh, he's playing soccer now. He's doing good in school. But what I'm saying is that we have a lineage in, involved in our production, and so uh, as the summer comes up, we will have a teaching situation for people that want to learn theater. We are going to teach. We have a curriculum, a thematic curriculum, that we will be teaching from. And if you want to know more about the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company, T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. That is our website, and we have some information there for you so that you can see some of the things that we're involved in. Mrs. O'Bannon, uh, what is your experience? What is your, um, you know, how do you feel about the, the development of the various people that have come and involved themselves in our theater program? Well, we have seen a lot of people. Some come and they stay a while and some go. But, you know, like they say, that's show business. <laughs> that's the way show business goes, right? <laughs> that's show business. Well, you know, uh, I don't want to overlook something, Miss O'Bannon, but this year we did have one of our former cast members by the name of uh, Alex Newell. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Alex Newell, folks, won the Tony Award on Broadway. Mm -hmm. He's in a play on Broadway, and he was with us for two seasons. Right, I remember him, yeah. And so we got a, a young lady now in Emerson College that, that's a, a four, on a four-year scholarship by the name of Sky Forts. And her father, whose name is Mark Forts, is a singer, and he acts. He was in our play as well. Yeah. We had the whole family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Charmaine, the mother, she showed up and helped us as much as she could. But I can't say, Mr. Bannon, I can't say enough about Minister Deb Mosley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Minister Deb Mosley is a late minister. She attends the same church as Miss O'Bannon, and she is also a minister. She preaches there. She's made herself available to situations in the community. When people call her, she responds and does what she can, and she's playing the role of Miss Darling. Miss Darling is an outspoken friend of Miss O'Bannon, and they're working in Ms. a Evelyn. place called... What's the name of it? I said Miss Evelyn. Miss um, uh, Evelyn's Delight. Yeah. It's the name of the place where everybody meets to figure out what they're going to do to help Marion Anderson with the dilemma that came about when she wanted to sing at Constitutional Hall. She was told by members of the um, Daughters of the American Revolution that she could sing there, but she would have to sing before a segregated audience. Mm, mm, mm. That's something, huh, Miss O'Bannon? I know. It sure is. What y'all going to do about that? You say, I don't know. Oh, well, we're going to do something with what I don't know. Yes. We're going to yes. come up with a plan, you know. Did you do that in the play? Yes, that's part of it. <laughs> and did she sing before an integrated audience? At the end, she sang. I don't know. There was 75,000 people 
And she's saying before the Lincoln Center in Washington, D.C. Yeah, she's singing in Washington, D.C. at the end. Yeah, and uh, we have singing with her uh, Wanda Perry Joseph. And she plays McLeod Mathune. She plays Mary McLeod Mathune. And playing the role of Mahalia Jackson and singing in that role, Darlene Wynn. Oh, God. <laughs> what you say? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is she that good? Yes, yeah, she's good. She's good. Yeah. And that's going to be at the Regent Theater on February 17th and 18th with two matinee performances, one on the 17th and one on the 18th. They start at 3.15. The doors open uh, to get to the stage at 4 o'clock. Uh, we're going to have some other things there for you. But most importantly, we're going to have a play that's ready and it fits today's struggle. There's so much going on around race and the lack of strong race relations. We felt that this play should be seen not just in Boston, but in Arlington and other places that we are working on to bring to you the story of a brave. I'm working on bringing the Cambridge. Talented <laughs> woman by the name of Marion Anderson. And Miss O'Bannon just said that she is working on trying to get this play into Cambridge. And we are looking forward to coming to other places. And if you are interested in bringing our play, 857-204-5312. And we will tell you what to do. Because this play is about not so much black history. This is about American history, folks. This is about the descendants of the people that were captured and brought to this country and dropped off in other countries in chains. And their history was taken from them. Their language was taken from them. And so we are rebuilding a venue through our theater program to teach, to reach, to build a pride that needs to be instilled in us so that we can be proud of ourselves and our history and our struggle and our triumph over adversities. That is what the Miss Marion Anderson and Friends Project is all about. We'll be right back. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. That's us. We're here today with Irene O'Bannon, an actress from Cambridge. She's been in our company for 20 years or more, and we are glad to have her here today to talk about our coming to the Regent Theater in Arlington, Mass., in Arlington, Mass. Now, you know, Miss O'Bannon, we've been in a few places now. I know, yes. We've been in a few places. So I want you to know that when you mentioned that your sister, where did she live again? Alabama. Was interested in us coming to Alabama to perform. Now, that says something. That says something. She is. She knows how dedicated you are, and she knows how long you've been in this company. And she's saying to herself, 
Maybe they can come to Alabama. What do you think, Mr. O'Bannon? I would, it would be, it would be, I would love that because I can have my most of my family down there. I, you know, have it somewhere in Alabama where everybody can meet up. <laughs> come and see you perform. Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> and that'll be great, Mr. O'Bannon. We're going to work on that because we feel that what we are doing is not just performing. We are educating people about a history that's underreported. I mean, imagine you going to the theater and they say to you, uh, you can't perform here because, first of all, you're black. Second of all, you can't sing here because we don't do integration. How would you feel, Ms. O'Banner, if somebody told you that, if he was Mary Nance? I would be I would be just lost for words. How could I how could that be? Right. You know, that and, we like to say we helped build this country and all and then I, I and then she wants to sing and she goes all in Europe and she sings everywhere else. Yeah. Only in the United States, well, the land of her birth, she can't sing. But now she can go all over Europe and sing, everywhere singing. Everybody knows Mary Anderson. But when she comes to the United States, her own country, the place that she was born, she can't even sing because so, of the color of her skin. Mr. Bennett, let me ask you a question. Your your great-grandson came to us when he was four years old. Four years old. How do you think him being involved in theater has helped him? Well, and he also went and he also went over there to Wheelock. Yeah. It's helped him a lot, but he but only he liked the acting, but he his basketball is his thing. He liked basketball. So, but Well, I mean he's young yeah. and all of that, but I'm I'm asking you about what do you think about the impact of that theater and what he's learned has had on him. Has it helped him any at all, do you think? Yeah, I think it's helped him in school because, you know, now he been he's not afraid to speak up when he's asked you know, in school and stuff. I think it really helped him like he's not afraid to speak up. He's not shy. Right. Because the, he brought he been doing it ever since he was little speaking out to the public, you know. Learn to speak and, out and to church, the public. Too, we have thing we did like in Sunday school, he would go and do they have Easter pro- programs, you know, in church and stuff. So, he sings too, right? Yeah, he can sing, yeah. What about little, you? I can sing a little but not much. Mm-hmm. But you said that you were gonna look into that because we got another play coming up, and it requires some singing. Yeah, I can't go home. I yeah. to, I'm going to try gonna, for that. You're going to audition? Yeah, I'm going to audition for that, but I'm going to get this, get this verse together. Tell me a little bit about the people that you're working with in the play. Well, everybody seems to be nice. It's just like a family. Everybody get along good. And and sometimes after the end of the show is over, we all feel like, you know, we're going to part. It mm-hmm. seems like, you know, you're feeling bad because you're leaving everybody, but then you say, well... They need time for rehearsal. Nobody, everybody don't show up, but they still miss one another from being, you know. Right. What about uh, a lady by the name of Black Black Crystal? Oh, oh my goodness. That Crystal, she can, I like the way she speaks. I could just give her all the parts and let her talk about Because <laughs> <laughs> she do, she, I like the way she, you know, put the emphasis on the words. Yeah, yeah, she's a poet. Yeah, she liked to, you know, she when they put emphasis in these, she'll put it there, you know, and make it sound good, like, educator. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a new a new cast member. Uh, she performed in our last production at the Strand uh, by the name of Hannah Brooks. Oh, yeah, Hannah, yeah. She's, she's Hannah's nice. I like her because she's, what, she plays, um, she's coming from Atlanta, Georgia, and then she's when she fit the part too, cause Miss Dolly, she got the yeah. diction. She's got the diction and everything for that part yeah, coming she from does down too, south. Yeah. Huh? Yep. yeah, yeah. But Mr. Bannon, we can't forget 
the bank brothers. Oh yeah, they <laughs> the newspaper man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They come to ask the questions about Marion Anderson and uh, not yeah, singing at the uh, in, a, in a segregated audience. She's not gonna. Let, they're not gonna let her sing the Constitution Hall in Washington D.C. Right. And they're the newspaper writers, so they want to do a story on her. And so they come to was of course Evan Delight, mm-hmm. and they find you know, and she want he want to find out this about Mary Anderson, how they, but at that time we say color people, yeah, how yeah. the color people felt about her not they not they newspaper people, and you know, but they were but they was new they newspaper people, but you know they writing a story, right? And they want to know how the the color people feel about the daughters of the American Revolution won't let her sing, right? You know. That's, that's a good play. We can't tell them too much, Mr. Haywood. They, well, we want them to know about it because, you know, we keep want them to know. Further, keep a little further. Okay, let's talk a little bit. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Wanda Perry Joseph. Oh, yeah, that she plays the role of Mae McLeod Mathune. Yeah. Yeah. And she's too good. She's yeah, Mae McLeod Mathune was wanted to build a college in Florida for, yeah. you know, for the young black girls, colored girls at that time. Right. And, and she and she came and she came to my place to meet Miriam Anderson because mm-hmm. they are friends. Yeah. But then she told us about her college and thing. You know how she's going. She's going. She's going to do that. So, actually, uh, Miss O'Bannon, would you say that uh, a lot of the people that was helping Marion were women of leadership quality? Yeah. Well, yeah, and most of them like, yeah, yeah, because like the people that come, they come there like, uh, let's see. Zora was near Hurston, and you know those people was coming there, and they wanted to help her. You know, yeah, yeah. Zora near Hurston, we just lost our Zora near Hurston. She had a good lead from the, the set. Yeah, you know, so that yeah, happens sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But you and I can take this right here, and we can talk about it mm-hmm. for the rest of the day. But uh-huh. folks, right now we're gonna just. Plug out theater. The Oscar Michonne Family Theater Program Company welcomes those seeking to learn about theater and performance. We offer classes that bring out your talent and improve it. Want to get involved in theater production, acting, or singing? Then you can visit our website at theomtc.com. That's T H E O M T C.com. The number to call if you're interested. 857-204-5312. We do have an audition coming up in April. Uh, it'll be online. You can see it. Uh, we're going to be talking about it on our radio program. We're going to put up the sign on our television program titled The Other Page TV Program. We're going to put that up there with our veterans' information. Folks, there's so much going on and not going on when it comes to veterans and veterans getting respect in the community, especially when there's so much controversy around the United States Congress is trying to determine with the help of the president how much money is going to be given to fight wars in other countries, and nobody's giving money or saying anything about fighting the war in the United States where we find our veterans overlooked and homeless. That's what I said, homeless. You mean to tell me that you could give $15 billion and $12 billion for countries to fight and kill each other and give nothing, no consideration 
for expanding the services for veterans across the United States who have served their country. That's something for you to think about. These politicians are going off the hook. Imagine giving $15 billion and seeing it on radio, seeing it on social media, how they're killing kids and doing nothing for our veterans. This is the other page radio. My name is Haywood Fennell, WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. We're speaking about veterans and their lack of care and services. A lot of times people have gone through mental health, stress, mess, and unable to cope as a direct result of their being involved in the United States military. You do not have to be involved in a war to have a mental health situation, worrying, stressing, if you're going to be over there because the Army, they just move you, and you find yourself, like, sleeping in the, in the jungle, sleeping outside during the monsoon, which is the rainstorm, going through a lot of trauma, drama, even among the veterans, white, black, they did that. People left this country all blue-eyed and brown-eyed and bushy-tailed, going to fight a war that really wasn't their war. They was fighting for democracy that we still do not have. And when they came back, things happened that they couldn't even speak about, not even to their families, making their families hostage to the terror that they was involved in. And now you don't want to give them what they deserve, which is respect, dignity, care, and service. I am a veteran of the United States military for almost six years. My brother is a veteran. My uncles was a veteran. We have a vested interest in making sure that our veterans get taken care of. And I want to thank this station for allowing this program to be a part of a system of trying to make some corrections of what's going on with the veterans and how we're going to straighten that out. This is the Other Page Radio. Our guest today is a lady of high esteem, a mother, a grandmother, and a great-grandmother, and an actress on the stage with us talking about our history. It's not a mystery. Irene O'Bannon is here today. How are you, Irene? I'm fine. Okay, tell us a little bit about your grandkids, what they doing in school? Oh, they are, well, one is, is in my great-grandson, he's in the ninth grade, and my grandson, he's in the fourth grade. Okay, what about another grandson? And my other one, the, oh, the one's in the play, oh, well, he's in, he was, he's working, he's teaching in Boston. He's a teacher now? In Boston. So, you know, like. They start off as paper boys. <laughs> he started off as a paper boy. They all did paper. And he got, and he got uh, some guidance from his grandmother. And encouragement from his mother and from the rest of the family members. And he went on and went to college and graduated from what college is that? UMass Boston. Uh oh, that sounded someplace I know about. I think I graduated from there too. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Miss O'Bannon, it's strange that you should say that, but we're trying to do something at UMass Boston in the summer of 2024 coming up in the new theater. Because remember, we did perform that before. You remember that, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so now they got a new theater, and uh, we're trying to put together a plan so that we can be in demand and perform over there in the new theater. Sounds interesting. Maybe that might be the time and the spot for Miss Evelyn's delight. Yes. <laughs> or can't go home. Well, can't go home, that's right. 
You want to do Can't Go Home? Yes, that's so. All right, then. Mr. O'Bannon is here today with us, and we're so grateful to have her here. Mr. O'Bannon, we can't miss Leon Bill. I know, huh? <laughs> Leon Bill was, was an international song stylist, and he's been in our company for a few years now. And uh, he won't be there on February the 17th and 18th, but he's been there for us. Right, Mr. O'Bannon? He sure have. He really have, yeah. Playing Steve Lucky. Uh, singing, doing some acting. Yeah. Oh, man, this guy's he's a tremendous talent. He really and, plays Steve Lucky. <laughs> yeah, he played that part. He played that part real good. So, folks, what we're trying to do is to get your support in building uh, a theater company that's community-based, create a thematic curriculum to teach theater, basic theater skills, and to do it with a system using our history like I said earlier, which is not a mystery. We need to need more need to know more about our history. And we started with the Harlem Renaissance. Well, why did we start with the Harlem Renaissance? We started with the Harlem Renaissance because there was barriers that kept us from being on stage. Our skin color, uh, racism, they didn't want us to give us the opportunity to do our own music, which they tried to sing, put grease paint on their face to look like us. That didn't work. They can't sing. They couldn't sing. But they took our music and they copyrighted it and they got paid for it. And we didn't get paid. They didn't open the doors right away like you see people like Beyonce and all the other hip-hop artists that are making all this money, etc. No, they didn't welcome us like that. Mm-mm. Mr. Bannon, you know we had to go through a whole lot. Yes, but we made it clear for them. If we hadn't done what we'd done, then they'd be doing it now. So, right, right. So I think we... You know. I think we kind of showed them that we wasn't going to go nowhere. People like Billie Holiday, people like Ethel Waters. Langston Hughes. <laughs> you know, people like Langston Hughes, Zora Neale Hurston, Claude McKay, If We Should Die. And then we had a lot of people, not just in music, we had bas- uh, baseball, Ruth Foster. Yeah, we got, we, oh, thank you, Miss O'Bannon. <laughs> oh, wow, thank you, Miss O'Bannon. Yeah. You know, because people don't really know about Ruth Foster, who's going to be in our play at the region. And Ruth Foster was a was an icon. He was the founder of the Negro Baseball League, and he wanted black players to be in the Major League Baseball, even before Jackie Robinson got in there, because Jackie Robinson became the first Major League black baseball player. Ruth Foster, Mr. Ben, Ruth Foster was so good and so determined, folks, that he would take black players to the Caribbean down in the Dominican Republic where they didn't know anything about baseball and showed them and showed them how the game was played. That's right. And then he sat down with a man who later on brought Jackie Robinson into the Major League Baseball by the name of Branch Rickey, a white man that was in charge of Major League Baseball, and he is the one that got the contract signed for Jackie Robinson, and he told Jackie Robinson, this is not going to be the easy pill to swallow, Jackie. They're going to call you everything. But Drew Foster was the one who carried black baseball players to the countries in the Caribbean to show them how good they could play, and they were ready to play Anybody, but they didn't get the chance because Ruth Foster didn't listen to him. 
And later on, he wished he had to listen to him because Ruth Foster had some players that got into the major league as a direct result of him being committed to what he's committed, just like Marion Anderson. We are that good. You hear what I say? Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. My name is Haywood Fennell, and I'm a veteran, and this is WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. And one of the things that our community is not used to is having the positive messages about veterans and our needs in the community on a consistent basis like we have here at BNN Radio. I'm so grateful to the staff, to the studio manager, to the program uh, chiefs and all of those people that have made it possible for a veteran to be able to come in on a regular basis and talk about veterans and our needs because we need a lot. We need a lot. We need to have a place to live. I said earlier that in combat situations, sometimes veterans have to live in the field, like outside, no cover, all kind of ammunition blowing up all around them. Some of them got killed. And some of them didn't get killed. Some of them came back with mental health challenges. And we got to try to help those people. We got to remember that veterans are overlooked and underused community resource. Mrs. O'Bannon, wasn't your husband a veteran? Yes. I met Mrs. O'Bannon's husband before he passed. He was a good man. You know, and so it's for him and all the rest of the veterans that this program is possible because veterans paid the ultimate price. Some of them got left in those countries. We don't know where they are but they're not with us. And to have veterans, you know, Mr. O'Bannon, to come in and volunteer like we have Brother Will, Brother Stanley, Leon, Sister Eleanor, me, and, and, and family members of veterans that are no longer here but are here representing the veterans, I think that's a beautiful thing, Ms. Ms. O'Bannon. Yes, it is. I want to thank you. I want to thank your husband. He's not with us, but, you know, we loved him. We was at the Blackstone, he come get you. <laughs> we was there. We was there. And also, you know, I want to just thank all the people that helped us. We don't, we, we want to thank also, Ms. O'Bannon, we want to thank Melody Green, who is the person in charge at Strand Theater, for making it possible for us to get a grant. Oh, thanks. For three days when we performed there. Oh, that's right. That was a good seven. Now we had to spend some more money. And that's how I go sometimes. But now we're getting ready to go into the region. And we're looking forward to people calling us. If you don't want to do the whole play, you want to do some of the play, 857-204-5312. We'll come and do it. <laughs> we don't have no problem. We've been in these churches and we've been in these schools. Right, Mr. O'Bannon? That's right. We'll come right in and we'll do what we know we can do. And that's tell the truth about who we are. But, you know, I don't believe in last Saving the best for last. I'd be say the best and get it in where you can. And when I say that, I'm talking about a dance company. I'm talking about my goddaughter and her dance company. Stages. That we've been working with. Mr. Bannon can tell you about, what's the name of them again? 
stages. stages. Yeah, my grandson and my great grandson was there with basketball and soccer took them over. <laughs> yeah, but they could dance. But they do so. love the they love the dance. They can, yeah. Yeah, I've seen them dance. I see them sometime around the house now dancing. They got the moves now, right? Yeah. S T A J E Z stages, founded by my goddaughter Sophia Hayes Caldwell, Hi, a determined Sophia. lady, a determined lady, a determined mother, raised her children in the midst of the theater and brought so many of the young people with her. They will be opening the show on. February the 17th. Boy, are you in for a treat. Because they got the moves. They got the grace. They're going to be in the place at the Strand Theater. He's telling the truth. <laughs> February the 17th. We don't know about the 18th because I think they book elsewhere. But let me tell you something. They've been around and they've been winning in competition. They have some young people there that, look, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. So, Ben, you might agree with me on this. Dance, teaching dance is the only um, uh, discipline in theater where you can tell somebody who doesn't have to really know you, but because you're in the same dance group when they're out of step and they can't get mad and they act like they don't hear you because you got to be in step in dance for it to look good. And when you see stages, you'll see a disciplined group. I don't know their names, but boy, I'm telling you. Right, Miss O.B.? Yes, you got that right, Mr. Hayward. Boy, I'm telling you, man. They are good. They're I, very good. I'm sure someone out there know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about a group that looks like the Alvin Ailey group. The Alvin Ailey group. You know, Alvin Ailey, Judith Jameson, and all of them? Well, let me tell you something. Let me put you on this right here. A few years ago, and maybe still, Stages brings in some interns on the weekend to work with their kids from the Alvin Ailey Dance Company, the one that do Wade in the Water, Say My Name. Those are pieces that they've put together that have become standard pieces. Nobody knows the trouble I see. Nobody knows the trouble I see. That's what they did for us. And I'm telling you, T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. C-O-M. See some of the faces that you might even know that are a part or were a part of the Africa, of the Oscar Show Family Theater Program. You might see Tyree Brown. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> Tyree Brown is a part of our company. He's not there right now, but he helped us out a lot. Right, Miss O.B.? That's right, him and Karen? Yes, indeed. I was going to save her. <laughs> oh, you're saving her for last. Karen, Karen Baker um, Lewis. She's our decorator. She Karen Baker Harris. Karen Baker Harris is a woman, a mother, and a lay minister of Grant AME Church, who is a tremendous spirit. She is our prop and costume person. And you're going to love her work because she has made our production values go up. She is no joke. And her husband. Frank is the same type of a person. It says Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company. Family, F-A-M-I-L-Y, will not going to miss Nia Amani. And your executive, Amanda. <laughs> oh, Amanda, you know, we love you. You come when we ask you to come. 
Amanda's Mrs. O'Bannon's daughter, and she is the grandmother of Jurel, and she is the aunt of Nathan. And the mother of Niger. <laughs> and the mother of Niger, the school teacher. And they are so family. They are organized family. And I grew up in theater in the midst of that. Because I remember people telling me, Miss O'Bannon, that I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. Are they still around? A couple <laughs> See it <for> them. themselves? <laughs> you know, yeah, I just said, boy, oh boy, what am I going to do, baby? Just keep on doing what I asked the Lord to help me do. Now, this is who you have to talk. And we have been around since the 1997. That's last century, folks. And we are so grateful to still be performing in our community and teaching and reaching and trying to get into the school system and teach kids how to be in theater. And so what that means is they got to know how to read the script. That means that they got to know how to write the notes. It means that they got to know how to be disciplined on the stage. And they got to understand the importance of what they're doing in terms of teaching through performance. The Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program is honored by using the name of a man by the name of Oscar Michelle, a black man who was from Nebraska, and he saw a movie called um, Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation was a movie that some white people made, and it didn't make black people look good. And this man, Oscar Michelle, put together a production company and began to make movies that showed black people in a more favorable light. But he still had to go through censors, etc. And they would not give him permission to show those movies the way that he wrote them. They insisted that he take this out, take that out, and all of that. But there was still something in the movies that we as a people began to appreciate. Because you had to appreciate the fact that he was making movies that he was brave enough to do some things, to change things, and that's what Marion Anderson did. That's why this production is so important, and it reaches and it teaches that we are who we say we are. You don't have to be ashamed of being black. You have to be ashamed of being lack, like L-A-C-K, and lack not doing anything for your people to raise us from the ridiculous sense of believing that because we were black, we couldn't do anything. We don't go for that no more. That's dead. That's how the Harlem Renaissance came about. And it wasn't just in Harlem. It was in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was in Pittsburgh. It was everywhere. This mindset of black people, it like, exploded, telling the truth about who we are. Great people. Great people. So what we're trying to do, and I'm sure you agree with me, is to get our program into the schools. So when the summer comes 2024, we're going to be at the Blackstone so that you can learn about theater and our history of participation in theater. Because the stuff that you see today with the hip-hop and the spoken word, you can flip that all the way back. Langston Hughes, can't forget him, Zora. And then you can bring it forward and you can see how Crystal, like like Crystal, became the person that she is in our production. Crystal Dotson. What about her, Mr. O'Bannon? She's good. She's what? She's good. Real good? <laughs> Real good, yes. Okay, all right. Mr. O'Bannon, you got yeah, a bag of chips and more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. O'Bannon, tell us a little bit more about you and what you see for our company. Well, 
Oh, I see that I'm looking at the future that we should be, we'll be going forward and getting to the next level. Right. And I'm waiting to get to Cambridge. I got to get some sponsors too for me. (laughs) Yeah, we got to get some sponsors. I can get to Cambridge. Well, Mr. Ben, I'll tell you right now on this program right now, uh, I I put you on uh, an email that I sent to Deborah Wise over there in Cambridge at Central Theater. So, you know, you said you're going to check on her Thursday. Yeah. You know, to make sure that she got our information and got our flyer because we got to start putting out flyers and everything too. Because we're gonna be up on social media. We want to thank Isabel. Oh yeah, Isabel. Yeah, Isabella. <laughs> Isabella, she's a wonderful young mother. She do all our announcements and stuff. Yes, yes. She takes care of our social media needs, and we also have a young man by the name of Troy Gay, G A Y L E, who is a. Uh, he did our website. Oh, okay. We want to thank him. He's a family man, father, and everything. You know, so we want to thank everybody that's involved with helping us, especially out of UMass Boston, where we have Brother J. Keith Motley, former chancellor at UMass Boston, that allowed us and presented us to the campus a few a few years ago. Don't get Brother Will. <laughs> yeah, I called him early, Brother Will Spencer, our high check man. You know, he does all our audio and our lighting and stuff like that, and he's teaching others to do that. And that's what we want to become to our community, a self-sustained theater program. People will learn to appreciate us and what we do. And, I mean, it's open for anybody, folks. 857-204-5312, that's us. And that's for the veteran that needs to be served and stuff. You know, I just want to, again, thank everybody for being so gracious and helping us. We're going to do one more PSA, talk a little bit more, then we're going to wrap it up. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. I'm telling you, boy, this has really been a great day today uh, for, for me especially. I get an opportunity to come on and talk about a lady that's been very influential in my life, a lady that helped me to do the things that I had asked God to help me do. I remember 30 years ago, I was struggling. I was in the dark, and I asked the Lord to help me to get out of the dark and stay out of the dark and to write. You got to be careful what you ask for because God will give it to you. I'm a writer now. I'm also a television producer, but I'm also a man that's concerned about his people and how do we lift them from the darkness like I was once in. I've written five books, written 11 plays, and we got more to come. But I couldn't have done it without the Lord. Amen. And so I want you to know that there's nothing that you can't do, but you got to ask the Lord first. You got to ask him, and he'll decide what he want to do. And you got to give him the credit. You can't take no credit or you lose your vision. I haven't lost my vision. My vision has expanded. I want people to know how grateful I am to know that I can come in here and speak to you and tell you some things that will help you. You are a wonderful group of people, and I want you to know how grateful I am to BNN for their support, what I do, and the O'Bannon family, all of them. 
including her sister, who's not an old man down there in Alabama. I know that fruit don't fall far from the tree. Ms. O'Bannon is the wife of a veteran, widow. I'm a veteran. My brothers are veterans. My brother is a veteran, not my brothers. But my uncles were veterans, too. And veterans are important. And we need to help them. We don't need to let a politician tell us what they're going to do, tell us what they've done. Don't just tell us anything. Tell us something. We are somebody, not just anybody. We served our country. We put our lives on the line. We came back, some of us, but not like we were when we left this country. We need help. We're not beggars. I want you to understand that. We served. But now we deserve to be served. We need housing. We need workforce development. We need housing with wraparound services. I want to thank the people at Whittier Street Community Health Center over on Tremont Street, 617-427-1000. 617-427-1000. Whittier Community Health Center has a history of doing things for veterans. And for you people that think veterans are golden calves and you're going to just jump up and write a proposal and say you did this and say you did that and you know you didn't do anything, that won't work. Triad Veterans League has a history of over 25 years, consistent years, of advocating for veterans, whether they're incarcerated or whether they're incarcerated in their minds when they're out in the street with no place to live. We are here for you. Remember that. 857-204-5312. That's for you to call. If you need us, we're here. Don't forget February the 17th and the 18th at the Regent Theater in Arlington. We're going to be there, and we want you to come. Call them up. Miss Evelyn will be waiting. Miss <laughs> Evelyn is here today, but she'll be there when the time comes. So we want to thank you for allowing us to speak with you today. We hope that you got something out of this conversation because we need each other. Take care. God bless you. Thank you, Miss O'Bannon. You're welcome. And See God you bless soon. All. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.